0: We're going to get into a conversation now about the Bank of Canada's decision to hit pause on the key interest rate. So what led to this decision? What does this mean for us moving forward? Are we going to get cuts in the foreseeable future or are we just going to stay at 5% forever? Uh, let's get the details right now with our guest, who's a professor of economics at the University of Quebec in Montreal and the David Dodge Chair in Monetary Policy at the C.D. Howe Institute, Steve Ambler. Steve, thank you so much for being back on the show.
1: Happy to be with you, Chelsea.
0: Let's talk a little bit about this decision and what were the indicators that led to this. So, what what was the the major impetus that caused the Bank of Canada to say we're going to hit pause, no more rates rate hikes
1: uh, for now? Anyway, they're still they're still talking tough in their announcement, but they said uh, you know that, that for this time we're going to hold we're going to hold. Um, I think what really did it was the GDP numbers that came out last Friday. Uh, the bank itself in its monetary policy report in July had been predicting growth of 1.5% in the second quarter and uh, something sim- similar to that in the third quarter. And it turned out that GDP was actually fell slightly in the second quarter. Uh, even most of the market pundits were predicting 1.2%, so it was a big surprise on the downside. And uh, Statistics Canada said that the preliminary numbers look like GDP is going to be, the monthly GDP is going to be flat in in July as well.
0: So, you know, you say for now there's not going to be any more hikes. They sort of kept the door open and it kind of, this message sort of came with a bit of a finger wag, in my opinion, to Canadians (laughs) that, hey, we might not be done with you yet, so how likely could another potential hike be?
1: Um, I think most, most people now are thinking that it's, uh, it's sort of 50-50. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bank of Canada is going to keep looking at the numbers and they still keep looking mostly at what's been happening over the last 12 months. It looks like I've seen a couple of uh, predictions already that say that um, the next inflation numbers, which come out I think about 10 days from now for the month of August, uh, are going to be influenced by the fact that uh, gas prices are going up again. Mm. Uh, and I've, I've seen uh, credible predictions that say that that's actually going to push headline inflation up again. You know, we, we got bad news uh, in July, inflation went up from 2.8 to 3.3 and uh, that led people to think that the bank was actually going to hike uh, this week before the, the, the soft GDP numbers came out. Um, I think that uh, you know gas prices and energy prices in general are something that the Bank of Canada has very little control over. It's they're influenced by world events, basically. You know, world world oil prices feed through to gas prices fairly quickly, and monetary policy can't can't affect them very much. So even if um, gas prices go up and that actually uh, causes inflation to tick up again a little bit. I would be, well, I will likely be advising the bank to, um, to, to uh, stay on the sidelines.
0: So, in looking at that then, mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about the reasons why we're hitting pause then. Is it to give Canadians a break? Is it to try to avoid going into a recession? Because as you just explained, you know, inflation might creep back up even more than it is right now. What, what's behind the why of this decision?
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, you mentioned the R word there. Um, I mean, I've had several people ask me over uh, since uh, the GDP numbers came out whether we are now in a technical recession, mm-hmm. which would mean two quarters of negative GDP growth. Uh, we won't know that until GDP numbers for the second, or, sorry, for the third quarter come out which won't be for uh, almost 3 months from now but some people think that you know there's some leading indicators Weak consumption, weak retail spending, all sorts of, all sorts of weakness uh, left and right, that we could actually uh, wind up being in a technical recession. And if the bank uh, uh, slams on the brakes even more, that might actually tip the economy into a, a real uh, nasty recession.
0: Which, which would mean what exactly then? For your average Canadian, what, is that, what does that change? What does that affect? What does that mean?
1: I would likely mean uh, the labor markets are starting to look a little bit weaker. Uh, unemployment is still pretty low by historical standards, but it could mean that people will start to lose their jobs. Um, that's the main thing. Uh, uh, I think it's, uh, we're we're hoping that that won't happen, but I mean, the, as I say, labor markets are starting to look. A little bit weak, and in a full-blown recession, what happens is usually a lot of people lose their jobs, unemployment rates go up, and it's tough times for everybody. And that, I mean, if if, if inflation still persists. Uh, that's kind of the worst of all po- uh, possible worlds. It's what uh, economists sometimes call stagflation, stagnant economy combined with inflation.
0: So, But we want to get to 2% inflation. So how how realistic is it that we can get there with this rate now playing into it? And do we have a timeline of when we can expect it?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, we, the, the bank uh, aims to get headline inflation to 2%, um, and uh, there's some nasty things that are going on. Um, one thing that really interested me in the last uh, Statistics Canada report on inflation was that they noted that um, the uh, mortgage interest costs over the last 12 months had gone up by, I hope you're sitting down, Thirty point six percent, which uh, which is I, I think oh they said it's God. kind of an all time. Yes, um, and that's actually directly due to the Bank of Canada's interest rate hikes. I mean, the the biggest hike that it actually did in this hiking in this um, hiking cycle was last July when they, they increased the overnight rate target by a full percentage point. Uh, so that I mean so that, and that's you know filtered through very quickly to mortgage interest costs. So it's kind of, it's weird because, um, so that has a weight of about 4% or a little bit less in the calculation of the consumer price index, but the, the increase was so huge. I think that was the major contributing factor of inflation going from two point eight to three point three, and it, it's like it's as if the Bank of Canada is fighting inflation, but in order to fight inflation, it basically directly causes inflation by pushing up mortgage interest costs.
0: Well, exactly. So it, you know, it sort of feels like we're kind of going in this circular pattern, and I, I think that people are feeling really frustrated with the overall intention here. I mean, is this is mm, this the absolutely. best way forward?
1: Uh, It's unfortunately about the only way forward, but um, I think the the Bank of Canada should be paying a little bit less attention to uh, these measures of inflation that are influenced by precisely mortgage interest costs, uh, energy costs, and gasoline costs. And even food costs, which have been running about twice the rate of inflation uh, for as long as I can can recall, for at least the last year, maybe two years. Um, It said that uh, the National Bank of Canada um, Research Department actually publishes a very interesting statistic that they calculate, uh, which the Bank of Canada, maybe they look at it, but they don't talk about it. Uh, It's uh, their measure of core inflation, which uh, strips out mortgage interest costs, food costs, and energy and gasoline costs. And that um, over the last 12 months is actually only running at 2.4, which is not that much above target. Hmm. And over the last three months, uh, it's uh, running at 1.6% annualized. So that's actually below target. So you know, once now that the Bank of Canada has paused its hikes, um, you know, mortgage interest costs are still going to be increasing, but more slowly. Uh, People who have variable rate mortgages already suffered uh, the impact of that, and now people, as their mortgages come up for renewal, will feel the feel the pain. But uh, the increases will be be less, and I think that's. One thing I'm sure if you look at the monthly numbers, um, this 30.6 increase over the last 12 months, a lot of that in fact was last July, and that's actually going to drop out of the next headline inflation numbers, which are coming out in 10 days, so that's going to make things look better, gasoline prices are going to make things look worse. But the bank, I think you know, if, it, if it looks beyond strictly just headline inflation, I think there are signs that inflation is coming down and getting under control. Uh, if that's the case as well, if the bank holds at 5% for a while, uh as inflation decreases it means that actually it's monetary policy is getting tougher because real interest the real interest rate is actually going to be going up that's essentially the the bank's rate minus the inflation rate if inflation decreases and the bank holds that that means a higher real interest rate that's more restrictive i mean I, by most measures the bank's monetary policy is already quite restrictive and as I said, you know, there's a real danger that if they go back to hiking again because of bad news on inflation next time in October, uh, we could be heading for a real recession.
0: Well, and that's, that's just it, right? So if they do hike again, would we not be headed directly to a recession? And that would be a certainty? Like It feels like a really delicate balance right now. Is that the right way to read this? <laughs>
1: Uh, yes, it's a it's a delicate balance right now. Nothing nothing in uh, nothing in predicting the future of the economy is ever certain. But I think the the probabilities would go way up. I know that, uh, and I haven't seen what happened uh, in terms of the major commercial banks' forecasts since uh, last Friday's weak GDP numbers came out. But five out of the six major uh, commercial banks in Canada were already predicting at least one quarter of negative growth either later this year or early next year. With the weak GDP numbers, I'm sure they're gonna be even uh, more pessimistic about GDP growth. And if the bank hikes, uh, hikes its rate again in October, uh, we we're we're always we can always talk in terms of probabilities rather than certainties, but the probability of a recession will go way up.
0: Yeah, and and I appreciate that. You know that there's no crystal ball that you have that can give us a, a certain answer of exactly what's going to happen. Why why not, Steve? Just then, do a a little decrease and and give us a a little bit of relief. Give us a cut. Can you explain why we wouldn't do that?
1: I think you know, and especially if you read the last announcement, uh, the bank, especially in the last paragraph, these announcements are usually about a page long, and in the last uh, paragraph, they're they're still talking tough. And I think they're talking tough because they're trying to influence people's expectations. They want to, you know, if, if if people come to expect more inflation, either you know for whatever reason, including if the bank starts to ease off. Um, that will actually that could actually make inflation worse because it feeds through to how much uh, for, um, stores and other firms are going to want to increase their prices. It feeds feeds through as well to wage settlements. Um, expected inflation is usually built into wage contracts, um, so that you know they're, they're they're really worried about their reputation, and I think rightly so because they um the reputation suffered a big uh negative hit when they didn't see inflation coming way back in 2021 so uh, i think i think they really want to they really want to look like they're acting tough and that that will mean that we won't be seeing any real decreases for maybe the next couple perhaps three announcements so we're looking at maybe uh Three or four months from now, perhaps.
0: Okay. Steve, thank you so much for your time. Always (laughs) appreciate it.
1: Sorry to be uh, such a downer.
0: <laughs> it's it's real. I mean, we need this information, so thank you for that. Really appreciate okay, it. Have thank you
1: weekend. very much. Yeah, you too. Thanks a lot. Bye now.
0: Steve Ambler is a professor of economics at the University of Quebec in Montreal and the David Dodge Chair in Monetary Policy at the C.D. Howe Institute, talking about the Bank of Canada uh, hitting pause on interest rates will remain at 5% for the foreseeable future.